was born in the wrong era. It's a great song. So we love that. We do. Deep Purple. Yeah. Hey, so I'm going to take Ryan's gusto again and be like, hey, welcome to the Dadvocacy Podcast. Episode 27, take two. Take dose. Take two. I'm Tristan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Junior. Sweet. We got Junior. Junior's bad. Junior sounds really good in the mic today also, by the way. He's actually talking into it. I know. I like it. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not here. I'm going to apologize to everybody because yesterday we had an amazing take and... Because we are giant children. Um, we even said that we were like, hey, we're back together. and uh, It's my fault, actually. I, <laughs> we're amateurs because we were making noises and then you forgot to select the right. Yeah, the input wasn't selected right. We didn't have the board on. It, well, the board was on. We just didn't have it. It was all jacked up. So yeah, like take poopy. two. Sweet. It right? sounded poopy. But yeah. Oh my and gosh, it was a good yeah. show. It really was a good show. But we'll have a good show, too. So we're good. So, yeah. So um, let's. Let's just jump into the funness, right? That was also Deep Purple, uh, Smoke in the Water, so we don't get sued. Yeah, Deep yeah. Purple, Smoke in the Water. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, um, it just kind of takes us back to when all of us were in Nam, you know? Yeah. Speaking of Nam. I had an ace in my uh, my headband on my helmet. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. It was a target. Tip of the spear? <laughs> yeah. I just have helicopters and like the gun range down the street. Gina is rolling napalm. I live. I live in the uh, landing, like the approach zone mm-hmm. for the Coeur d'Alene Airport. Nice. So I have like helicopters because of all the fires, like going over my house all so day it, long. In Nam, I was placing bandoliers. If anybody knows what it is, they know what I did in the military. Now I was in the movie Tropic Thunder. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's actually a brilliant <laughs> flick. I, fl- I flip and love a that movie. movie. You it's cannot great. make now. <clears throat> No, oh no, not at all. <laughs> but like an epic movie. It really Tom Cruise in that movie. No, dude, not Tom Les, Cruise. Les Grossman. Like, come on. Like that that was pretty funny. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was great in the film too. One hundred percent owned that flip the entire oh my movie. Gosh, dude. But he, he he's what do you so mean, good. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> it, was, it was so good. <laughs> and so, then the other guy was like, What do you mean, you people, you people? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's actual black guy. So dude, so good. <laughs> So good. Um, we, all, we all love The Princess Bride. Love that movie. Love, right? I mean, oh, yeah. who, who doesn't love The Princess Bride? I mean, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Achoo. Blinken. I mean. Dave Chappelle in that movie. So who good. wrote that freaking so movie? It's freaking so good. good. Isn't it? It's a Mel Brooks movie, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. so many classic one-liners. Dude, so many classic Mel Brooks one-liners. is underrated, too. I mean, like. Blazing Saddles is one of my favorite movies. Oh, of all fantastic! Time. Yep. Um, Spaceballs is one of my favorites. How can oh, you not God. love Spaceballs? Everybody should love Spaceballs. Every, everybody, so great, yeah. so good. And we all know Carrie Ells from Princess Bride, right? I yeah. mean, we all know him and we all love him, and that's like the one movie everybody has seen him in, basically. Sure, he's been in a handful of movies, but you don't really recognize the man, him. The Man in Black, Wesley. Yeah, and and he was everybody's everybody's As crush. As you wish. even if you were a dude, you still loved the dude. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Andre the Giant was in that movie. Oh, I love freaking Andre the Giant. So good. Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many the good man with seven fingers. <laughs> so many good one-liners. Oh my gosh. So good. But I was uh, watching- Billy Crystal in that movie made it. Oh, yeah. I love, oh are you Miracle Max? <laughs> <laughs> you are the Brood Squad. <laughs> he, he was. Billy Crystal was phenomenal in that. So I I watch movies during work sometimes, um, not to watch them, but to have that background noise. We're all work from home, basically, at least I am. And I need people. So when I'm bored, I need to have that background on. And I was watching this movie called Teen Lust. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. You're a pervert. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm a a guy. I am, but I'm not. Um, It's a classic fairy tale story of a young boy who was born into a Satanist family (laughs) who needs to uh, murder him before he, uh, while he's still a virgin, to bring forth whatever. I could lay it forth the uh, movie guy voice on that one. That's classic. Yeah. If, do you want? Do you want to give us a little taste of that? <laughs> a young boy wants the fairy tale life. <laughs> I don't. His satanic family won't let him have it until he has sex. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. That's, good that's okay. <laughs> now I still picture Smeagol. I'm <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm gonna track. We're gonna play the trailer for this real fast. I want you to see what? this okay. because I need you to see. It's a see. comedy? Okay. It's um, a comedy, of course. Um, in in the, the old school style of Corey Hain and Corey Feldman when they were together doing, what, License to Drive and uh, Blue Suede Shoes and all sorts of other great classic movies that you watched if you were born in my generation. Sure. But here we go. I think that uh, this is this is good. Let's Idiocr- comment here. Idiocracies in there. Oh, that's all this is a good opening. I'm having a party at my house next weekend. You should come. That sounds uh, amazing. But should I, I cast the church thing. Church thing. Church, church thing. thing. Lame. Soon we will perform the celebration of Astaroth. Do you recognize that? The sacrificial lamb. Will... For a second, I thought it was the dude from Letterkenny, but it wasn't. Oh, really? <laughs> the the goth guy. Mm-hmm. Stewart. <laughs> Stewart. Not Stewart, but the other guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other guy. Okay. <laughs> Stand with Lucifer, marvelous oh. sacrificial lamb. In nominee, this all happened because you're a virgin, right? So, so, so we get you laid. Problem solved. Problem solved. Cheryl's party might be your last chance to get with me. So, hold back. I just need you to just let me just the tip. <laughs> Famous line right there. No, it I just is. to warn you that these people from your church are coming. Okay, okay. Aha, okay, I'll tell you, okay. But- go, 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 go! Prostitutes. Prostitutes. Prostitutes! Will they just get on shore leave? Classic, right? <laughs> Was their penetration. I like the good personality. I'd like Hold on, was that the guy that was the voice of Homer Simpson? So, Teen Lust. It, it was Harry Shear, it was. Oh, nice. Then, okay. Yeah. So, you, you check, look at the names, though. You've I got um, Carrie Ells is, is the main Satanist priest guy who's flipping incredible in it. Like, yeah. And I feel like he just he got famous and he was like, you know what? I'm going to do something dumb. Let's have some fun with this. <laughs> What did you think? I love how, how he's in the prostitute, the, the place where he's getting the strippers or whatever, or the prostitutes. And he's like, I, I want one with boobs. Give me, give me boobs. 
<laughs> She's all, they all have they boobs. All have boobs. That's <laughs> right. But it's a classic story. Um, teen comedy. And it was a just coming of, of coming of age film. A coming of age film. Yeah, that, that's what it is. <laughs> it's classic. It, it totally is. <laughs> I'm surprised I noticed like the, the Simpsons voice guy in there. Oh, dude, that blew me. I, I'm surprised you even cut that off. So that yeah, was, was crazy. Like, that's yeah, very sheer. Right. But it was, I, I played it because I was like, all right, comedy play, whatever. It was free on, on, I think it was YouTube Prime or whatever, or YouTube Reb or whatever they call it now, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just play it because whatever, let things roll. And Gary Ells came on and I'm like, no. And I just had to watch the rest of it. It, it kind of reminded me of like any E3 in the military getting some liberty. Like, just a little bit. He's, yeah, let's like, got to go find some tail. It was like Dude, super bad mixed with like scary movie or something. I don't know. It's like, your it's your first break after basic training. Yeah. And and if you didn't, if you weren't dating somebody and you weren't married, that's what you did. And you got tattoos. And if you were married, you were literally, you went and you got a motel room and just called your girl and, and laid there and it was pretty pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, another great thing I've watched recently. I don't know if you guys, I don't think you guys have watched it yet. Um, Masters of the universe revelation developed yeah. by Kevin Smith. Right. Of Jay and silent Bob fame. Yep. As a sequel. And it really is super cool. I'm not going to play it, but I'll pull up the wiki here real fast for us so you guys can see the picture. Look at that freaking picture. Yeah. And so... And it's not the crazy Skeletor... No, it's okay. not. It's, it's Mark <laughs> Hamill, is that? Okay. But here's the crazy part. In this one, instead of him being buff all the time, he's like this skinny little whiny dude, and then he buffs out and turns into He-Man. Okay. So... Honestly, totally thought it was solid. Um, really Does he enjoyed have this, it. Still the weird haircut that's like the mom from that '70s show. Yeah, it's not amazing. Um, <laughs> it really isn't. He has the, the Kitty Foreman haircut. Yeah, it it's not good. <laughs> it's never going to be good. I don't think anybody's ever going to enjoy it. But it, it's cool because I mean, like, really, you get you get the matured continuation of him, um, and basically the first episode, he man's doing his thing. There's a party. They're they're dedicating a new man at arms, <laughs> which is the old man at arms daughter. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's a title. It's obviously not a name. Cause so I, wasn't I forgot that a character his name. in a Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They probably, cause a man at arms <laughs> was just, was yeah. just a guy that was in charge of the armies or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, and so he, he man gives himself his life up for his, his friends in the first episode. And it has you tweaking and freaking out the entire time because you're like, that can't possibly happen. But not going to lie. The opening artwork made me, made me tear up a little bit. It'd make me cry. Yeah. And He-Man died. Dude, it totally made me tear up. And you, and you really, you feel it. You just like, ruined it for me. You feel it hard. No, you just got to watch it because there's a lot more going on. Um, I, I binged the entire first season, which is like five episodes, nothing big. Yeah. So I, really watched, good. I watched uh, The Tomorrow War. Yeah. Mm. Solid dad flick. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Pratt is, I got a man crush on Chris Pratt, but. Uh, Who doesn't? Yeah, no. He's Who just, doesn't? He's just a, he looks like such a nice guy. Like, I, he seems like somebody so cool to hang out with. You know, I heard in real life he is just really a good yeah, guy. He's just laid back. Like, and I, and I, I know that we talked about this yesterday, but uh, like one of my friends that I worked with at Pullman High School was best friends with Chris Pratt in high school. That's so cool. Nice. And is yeah, he still best friends? They still talk. Not not all the time, but they still talk. I mean, he comes up to Seattle all the time, and so like he still talks to Chris's family. Yeah. It's, it's getting the old. Uh, <laughs> I'm thirsty. Started early on Friday. Mm-hmm. Tonic water, gonna go crazy. Um, but no, he still talks to like Chris. Put a four today, I can check out. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he's 
he seems like a really cool, like normal guy, which would be, you know what? If you if your friend ever, if he ever comes to town, I'd love to just chat, just not, not even be like, Oh, Hey, we're going to fanboy over you. Just be like, dude, who are you really? Like, you know, yeah. like just treat him like a human being. Cause he probably misses that. Yeah. Cause he was at like Chris and Anna Ferris's wedding. Like when they got married. That's cool. And uh pretty sweet, but yeah. So tomorrow war, great movie. The weapons choices in the movie. Okay. So suck. We'll talk but, about that real yeah. fast because the yeah. bullpup is when it first came out, that was a cool shotgun ever. Yeah. Cool shotgun ever. Um, I don't know how practical it is. Um, but I don't know. It was a great flick. Well, and then the, even the, like the fully automatic weapons that they were choosing, the short barrel, mm-hmm. smaller caliber rounds. I'm like, dude, why don't you just bust out like a 240 Bravo and like just go to town? And I was really expecting armor piercing rounds. Yeah. Uh, something, anything, anything more because they're from the future. Yeah. Right. But so I were, I know we're saying negative things right now. Yeah. But it was a great flick. It was a great movie. Um, but really, like, if, if you go into a movie and you want to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to enjoy a movie, watch it. Just For sure. don't have preconceived notions and go, hey, I want to enjoy something and have fun. It will leave you on the edge of the seat pretty much the entire movie. Great like, dad flick. Great, great family moments. We're not going to ruin it by saying anything about anything, mm-hmm. but great family moments. Great action. Um, great, good action. Yep. Tactically, when they're clearing the building, um, watching them use 45s, user yeah, angles around the corners. Dude, it was really accurate because I hate, mm-hmm. I hate watching a movie when you see someone's barrel go straight in through a doorway when it's supposed to be diagonals off the side so you don't see the tip. Yeah. Right? Um, and you should be when you're clearing buildings, tip, you always 45s, always diagonals, right? Um, and then when, when they were looking at up through the hallways, he was clearing it properly, looking, mm-hmm. looking up at the right degree. Like, it was, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, you can't say anything wrong. And I, I hate people that are like, oh, the acting subpar or the plot line is like, you are know, like, yeah, dude, how many times can we rewrite aliens come to earth? You know, but like <laughs> the cool part, like I liked about it too, is how they would include everyday normal people. That was like, actually kind of cool. Kind of messed up. But at the same time, like, it's like, cause I was, you know, the Olympics are going on right now. And like, mm-hmm. so everybody's like saying, oh, you want the Olympics to be cool. Let's just make it to where we pick normal everyday people and try just to have random them, people to have them do those events. That'd be hilarious. It That'd be the be, best. It would be pretty, dude. Awesome. It'd be freaking epic, right? It'd be totally <laughs> it's epic. Like, all right, we've got Bill from the corner bar doing the floor exercise today. <laughs> it just average Joe Olympics would be so just much cooler. Rhythmic gymnastics mm-hmm. by some like three hundred pound like white dude. And, and instead of it, it wouldn't be elite Olympics. It would be like it'd be like normal people come to one stage. Yeah. Who in the world's the best? What country is the best average person? Da, da. Right? Da, da, da. <laughs> and you you have like drunk trailer park Jeff Rowe. Yeah, yeah, it would have right? to be the guys sitting at the bar. Like, and then like, but then you trailer have home. like the, sh- the shooting competition. We would still dominate. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. Because do. I mean, you'd have like, all right, here we got, uh, we got Jim Bob who uh, served three tours in Vietnam, like facing off against somebody who's never held a rifle before. Like, but first Jim Bob has to compete in the beer pong Olympics, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, really, it'd be super fun, dude, right? Like wrestling. Like, dude. so back to tomorrow war though, real yeah. fast. <laughs> the best, the, the cool thing is that Chris Pratt's not playing comedy. No, his role was not at all. There was some comic relief built in, but it's not, there's not, it's not like the guy was campy. Like it's just kind of built in yeah. a little bit and, and it's pretty it, good. It, it yeah, kind of, it, well it really feels like, yeah, that's how a normal dude would react. Yeah. Like you have the scientist that's forced to hold a fully automatic weapon and now fight aliens. Yeah. And yeah, it was a really good movie though. Really solid film. I totally enjoyed it. So speaking of another film that we're, 
We want to enjoy, and I know you guys saw trailer two yesterday, but we're going to watch trailer one today. I'm now officially, st- I watched nice. another trailer and I'm stoked. Oh, uh, dude, if now. you guys aren't all stoked for, for Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> like, 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 legitimately, how cool, if they made a new Gremlins? I'd be oh, on I would I'd be on it. Gosh, Absolutely, right? I'd be all over it. it. If they made Holes again? Mm-hmm. Like right, the, so. the Kevin Bacon one where the, the worms and everything. Oh yeah. That'd oh no, that's Tremors. Tremors, sorry, Tremors. not Holes. Holes is another film. Holes, would be is, another classic. Good one Holes is a good one. Yeah, that'd be another great one. I watched it the other day, actually. Tremors would be awesome remade. It'd like, be fun. I don't know. There's so much comic there's, relief in that though. Yeah. Especially the later ones when you're I, like, I mean oh, you could recast that with how many they have now on Tremors? There's like five, I think. Yeah, I mean you could recast instead of Kevin Bacon, you could have like Mark Wahlberg. Would be pretty solid. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, totally. All right, so here we go. Um, we're going to react to this uh, this afterlife. We're actually going to watch it real fast, just because if you guys haven't heard it or seen it or whatever, this is fun. Um, here we go. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor, but with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. I love the ominous beginning with the... She's an awkward, <laughs> nerdy kid. Maybe a new home could be an opportunity this to This is the same trailer, my bad. Paul I Rudd. She can get into some trouble. There's still time. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, literally, when she pulls the ghost trap out, uh, Goosebumps, the first time I saw it. Completely broke. And our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. In eastern Washington. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. <laughs> it's actually Alberta. Is it? Oh, okay. It is. You looked it up. Oh, wow. I can see You're that. saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. I say northern Montana. You went with station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. I would roll like that one all day long. Bomb in an old Cadillac wagon. Mm-hmm. What is happening here? It's like they, did, they didn't go over the top the on this. No fault lines. It feels good. On a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Thanksgiving. I'm so excited, Are you dude. troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? People are going to be eating their turkey watching this show. I will. feelings of dread in your basement or attic? You or any of your family have seen a spooky specter or ghost? Are you going to go to the theater and watch this or are you going to rent it online? I'm not sure. Both. Oh. This is a theater movie. It's definitely a theater movie. <laughs> you guys do that? Giant There's $90 tub of popcorn. <laughs> 50 cents to make. It's like the walking dead. Dude, I mean, the effects look so solid. Yes. Walmart paid a lot of money. Destroy Walmart. Uh, Bring back the high C ecto cooler. We need that. Love it. We're ready to believe you. Closed. Ah, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Holy, dude! I just noticed something. What? So you actually see the name of the bookstore there, and it's like a cult books. That's the bookstore they're working in in number two. Oh. Do you guys know that? I just saw it, and I'm like, okay. that's why he says we're closed. Amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Holy dun, crap! Dun, I just dun, noticed dun. that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh! Does that yeah. not feel Ghostbusters amazing? Afterlife coming out Thanksgiving. I'm on it. All over it. Totally all over it. Now we're on, we're in a little like movie kick. So, um, one of my favorite actors is Ryan Reynolds. Well, it's also uh, been like 150 degrees outside. So yeah, yeah this is what we do with air conditioning has been easy. But 
favorite actor. Secretly, Ryan Reynolds. I would let him spoon me, dude. (laughs) You can have Ryan Reynolds. I'll take Blake Lively. Sorry. (laughs) That's an awkward sandwich, isn't it? That's like I mean, that's like the worst Oreo sandwich ever. No, I mean separate. Oh, yeah, Blake Lively's. She's been always, always been on my like. You know, the the cool part was list always. Like they they work so well together because they both have the same kind of humor, mm-hmm. and that makes it really personable. And I'm like, that's actually super attractive. Yeah, Ryan I think Reynolds really cool. is a freaking riot, dude. Ever since like, Van, uh, what was it the uh, Van Wilder? Well, there was waiting and Van Wait, Wilder. Yeah. Van and then, Wilder was when I first like really saw him, and I'm like, dude, this guy's freaking so hilarious. Waiting, I was like, all right, cool, we're we're good. You know, it was funny, um, and it was kind of of that time when I saw him in Just Friends, blew my mind away. Flippin' loved him in Just Friends. Definitely maybe secured my love and lust for Ryan Reynolds a little bit. Because um, he's, I mean, he's the man. So we're going to watch this this next level Ryan Reynolds. He's um, charismatic. Very <laughs> he much is. So. This is from Free Guy, and it's the introduction of Dude. And it's probably, he's probably my new favorite character just for this reason. Because it's, it's phenomenal. Am I a role model? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do know that you hear about actors complaining about how hard their movie workouts are. And I'll tell you, I don't have time for that. I've been at this one week, and I got to tell you, it's <laughs> coming awesome. in nicely. Crazy buff. So you've been I start every day with a, Austin a protein That's exactly what he looks made like. exclusively yeah, of human muscle. Human it's completely muscle. organic and illegal. Uh, Acting is mind over matter. Imagine the blow-ups and you judgment. have in the bathroom on that type of, like... And common sense. That'd be awful. Oh. Sure, I don't fit into the Deadpool suit anymore. But life is about growth. Hormones. Well, I actually fathered our youngest daughter when I was this muscular. Uh, the child was born uh, full-grown. And wearing shoes. The frosted tips, dude, are killing me right now. Which was... <laughs> Weird for Blake. I bet you this whole thing's unscripted. Oh, sure. I bet you it's. Who is this? I don't know. I mean, he's just like you, but way better. Move with the move with the move. I think he's gonna hit you. He punches so hard, but yet his hands are so soft. <laughs> That's Ryan after he uses the uh, Patriot Men uh, yeah. hand, hand-to-hand stuff. combat cream, yeah. which oh, I, yeah. I use today. Yeah. Hey, so I don't know if you guys are they big, are so, um, like, uh, do they are really soft, actually. I'm gonna, I'll be real. They are. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, um, watch TikTok as much as I do. No, but I do not. Cause I'm I, um, 36 years old and I'm an adult. I'm not a 13 year old girl. I kind of enjoy it. There's this thing. There's this, this guy that, that I watch now. Um, and he's a European singer or something to that effect. He's Russian, isn't he? Oh, maybe. Okay, so he's Russian. Whatever. He's 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 a singer of something. Or Eastern European. Um, and there's like this thing that he does, and I'm just gonna. I, I think this is it. We're just gonna just guess, right? Or are you gonna do this real fast? Because I think this is it. Give it a second. Give it a second. The chorus line's bomb. Feeling this? No, I'm not. Give it a second. I feel like I'm shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, their outfits are. Oh, yeah. 
Here it comes, right? Somebody needs to walk my spray with cologne. Okay. Here we go. I want you to try this after he does it, okay? Wait. That. That was, that okay, was try it, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, that's Vitus. I think it's Vitus, Vitus, Whatever. something like that. Yeah, dude, just <laughs> I flip and love it, dude. I was actually rocking to it the other day, the American version or the English version of it. And sure. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. These weird stuff just really speak to me. So, yeah, um, you were that's a that's an awkward one. One more trailer, real fast. Just, uh, do one more, and I'm done. Okay, I promise. All but right. This is because you're wearing I think, me out here. I know this is the greatest thing ever. I think. Well, ooh, well, sort of. One more. Well, yes, one more trailer. Okay, we'll do that. Do I, are you gonna make me? <laughs> are you gonna make me read this? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna oh. read this. So <laughs> this came out forever ago, and we're gonna be honest. It came out in 2015. Uh, I guess it feels like forever now. I paid money, David Hasselhoff, to kickstart this movie. Right <laughs> now, here's the crazy part: David Hasselhoff does sing in this. And he sings this song called True Survivor, um, which is which is the, the, the song for it. And well, should we give you a glimpse of that song? No. You sure? Yes. Oh, no, you, you should. should. Oh, you should. My I think we should. Yeah, Junior says it. Are you going to? Yeah. Just your, real fast. Ruin your cue on this one. I've seen this. Okay, I know hey. this song. Got a I watched this because I laughed. It's so campy. I've got your permit stupid. right here. Flip that car over. There Denied. How epic is that? It's not. <laughs> I mean, how epic is that? And then you get the actual Dermot movie. Denied. And then it opens the same way, right? Laser cats. Hey, a, you got a permit for those guns? I've got your permit right this here. This is the actual copy. Because you guys can't see this. All units, we have an ongoing shootout at 24th and North Park Street. I'm on it. so amazing. What? You ever jump a Ferrari and shoot people from the roof? He's a kung fu renegade cop. I don't want to hear it, Kung Fury. I've just been to City Hall. You just destroyed an entire city block, for Christ's sake. I quit. Now, now I've got to go to the doctor for emphysema. Master in the world. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. Oh my AKA god. Kung Fuer. Kung Fuer. Kung Fuer. He's the worst criminal of all time. I need to kill him. Power glove. Hack you back in time. It's like the power Just gloves that you would have like for Nintendo. This is like yeah. out of 1984, almost. Now I'm in Tron. He's hacking. That's how you hack. Oh no. Too far back. We've been jammed. They jammed our Let radar. Too far back in time. I only know one Just man gives us the raspberry. Had a cup. From the future. Lone Star. She's like a barbarian with a machine gun. Ricola. No, Thor, dude. <laughs> Epic. Thor's ancient. Oh my god. This doesn't really have the same effect when you. This makes really bad Get radio, by the way. A new or world of unspeakable adventures, never before shown in a motion picture. I'm going to do sleep with this video game machine. Fast. This is ridiculous, dude. It's amazing. But there is one scene that Ryan, I told you, I wanted you to read, because um, I can't do the, the accent horrible, very well. The horrible German accents. 
Yeah. So which this one is, do you want to be? Private Lamstash or Private Colonel Reichstag? You should read them both because I can't do German. No, you got to you got to separate them. You got to pick one, and he's got to pick. One. I got to be one. Yeah, I can't do the gotta, voice. It's got you just do your own then. Oh, gosh. you be the private, and I'll you be, be you be the colonel. All right. Your mustache looks like shit. <laughs> you have to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yes, it looks ridiculous. My mustache, but it is an Aryan mustache. No, it is an Aryan mustache. Yours looks like pubes from a dog hooker, a hooker dog. <laughs> Funny you should say that. You look like you fell into a hairy ass with glue stuck on your lip. This is an Aryan mustache. I'm embarrassed for you. You look ridiculous. Th- this is an Aryan mustache. This is mine. This is a good looking mustache. Are you going to cry now? This is this. <laughs> cry home to your mommy. Are you little cry baby? Your, your mustache. <laughs> Sorry, but you have to get rid of it. It looks ridiculous. Probably. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! And that's probably, probably the best thing might in the, be the entire best movie. thing we've ever done on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> best thing in the entire movie. Doing my German accent. Oh, oh yes, it's so good, yeah. I wish you guys could see their face. You guys got all into that. Like that was. Good. I was feeling it, man. I was, was hurt. Good. <laughs> I need to go to. I need to go to the disco. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about it real fast before we break for commercial. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it's been two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks <laughs> since we had an episode. Um, we could probably after doing that German accent probably go with another two week hiatus. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so Ryan Ryan was sick. Your voice was was gone for the most part. It was out very much so. Um, and so you're always very courteous about you know not trying to get anybody else sick, and that's yeah. we really appreciate that. Um, after that point, I was not feeling amazing, and so. We're coming together again, but anytime I think of Ryan Sick, we always think of the uh, the the kind of epic movie, movie trailer, trailer voice, guy. voice guy, right? Like we just kind of heard, yeah. Except we're talking about the old one. We're not talking yeah. about any of the new guys because there there is no voiceover stuff anymore in a world. <laughs> yeah, when he's trying to survive. <laughs> so I queued up the never ending story because I mean I want people to know, hey, this is what we got as kids. We didn't get we didn't get to watch the best parts of a movie as the trailer. Because now there's no point in going to the theater. You just watch yeah. the trailer and you're, it's good, you know? But here we go. I'll miss out. What is the secret of this enchanted book? That's Ryan said. What wonders are hidden within its pages? What magical spell does it cast on all who read it? Does this bring you back? What yeah. is the secret of the never-ending story? I'm going to go home and watch it. Did you not just get goosebumps? Somebody. How epic is this? You will enter a world where a young boy's imagination is done with the movie trailers. Oh, well, this is special because it's for <laughs> you. The world of Atreyu and Artax. The rock and he wants to overtake the world. And kind gnome. A world that is vast and eternal. His, His dog was plotting against him. But he had so one moment is, to overcome them all. We don't get that anymore. How come? Yeah, why is we it we just, don't get that? Because we, well, they still do the ominous sound beginning. Usually it's like some like low droning voice. And then you get like some light piano to bring it in and make it kind of feel happy, but it has the undertones of terror and fear. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. There will be a movie about COVID. Oh, but I will. think there already is, actually. Isn't it really? Good yeah. grief. <laughs> well, 
Well, Ryan, so in 2020, everyone is going to die. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I forgot the name of it. It's basically everyone will die, but we won't. (laughs) Ryan, we've got tons of smoke in the air. And the reason why we play Deep Purple is because it really sets the mood for what's happening outside Vietnam. Um, Smoke in the water. Yeah. But the best part is that we were introduced and you were introduced to a new scent of scentiness, Patriot Men's Soap. Yep. It's incredible. It's uh, phenomenal. So I, I talked about them way back when. Yep. Um, and I was like, hey, you need to try this out because you were talking about squash. And I'm like, nah, dude, I think Patriot's better. It is. And uh, <laughs> so it is. I placed an order and I was like, man, they're like located here in Hayden. Like they're local. Like what if I just send them an email so I don't have to get the shipping, right? I wouldn't expect this of every time for no, anybody. No, not for anybody. But I was like, hey, can I come pick it up? Like you guys have... Obviously, an address in Hayden. Can I just swing by and grab my package so you don't have to pay nine bucks to ship it across town? The owner emails me back. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, he's like, hey, um, I'll do it better. I'll just drop it off on your doorstep. And it just so happened like I was rolling up and after picking up my kid, he was like pulling up to my house. He's like, hey, I'm Justin. I'm the owner. Shook my hand. He's like, I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, I put, I threw a couple extras in there. Enjoy. Like, thank you very much for your, your business and uh, hope to do, you know, Talk to you soon, and let's grab a beer sometime. And I'll like, let you know we're not. Heck we're not, yeah, man! Like, this isn't a paid commercial. We're not. No, no, we're not. We're not sponsored this by them just, at all. We love the stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I reached out actually, and I was like, "Hey, man, I want some of the stuff. Where can I? Where can I actually get it? Meet you, talk about manufacturing, whatever." And he was like, "I'm out of town for a couple of weeks. You can buy it at Anchored Coffee. What? Anchored Coffee? So you can. Go I didn't in. know they sold it there. <clears throat> yes, sir. He just restocked them." So uh, if yes! you want something, I know, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. Heck yeah. I didn't know that. But we figured we'd do a little smell test here and there for you guys. Yeah. So like um, he, he, I ordered like three bars and the hand-to-hand combat cream, which you felt my hand was very, very soft. Very soft. Very soft. But I have eczema too. And I put it on like spots I have eczema and it's gone. So, I mean, wow. I don't know. expect that result for everybody. But for me personally, I'm like sold. I'm like, heck yeah. Like, heck yeah. Um, so they gave me a couple new scents um, that they haven't released yet on the website one is called angry charlie i let you guys smell that yesterday yeah delightful oh yes junior do you want to junior what is your description of it because you gave me the uh junior gave us the ultimate description of they need to put this on the box but (laughs) oh of angry charlie yeah yeah oh that one honestly angry charlie makes you just kind of want to like lather up your balls before a (laughs) night out on liberty and you know, just before you find that trophy buck you want to smash. Yeah. And you just want to scream on delay handlebars because you know it's going to hold up to the stamina. And it will. <laughs> you know Angry I mean? Charlie, it, it will. It's exactly yeah. it what every so man flipping God. good, dude. It it's was. Like, yeah. If you're like, hey, like, hey, what is the quintessential smell like a dude wants to smell like? I'm telling you, it's oh, Angry Charlie every 10 out of 10 it times. Is. But yeah. uh, so this one's bad decisions. It's bomb. Oh and my I don't gosh. need to smell it again because it's amazing. Ugh. Bad decisions is so it's is epic. sent for a lifetime of fun, women, and friends, which usually involve large quantities of alcohol, which makes blend me think of fragrance that, oil and a hint of American bourbon. I really um, still think Justin's probably a combat engineer based on that, that it's, statement because that's ridiculous what, stuff. That's how we how we yeah. live our life. And then the other one I have here is pine tar, which oh smells like if Sasquatch wanted to go uh, get some strange and like pick up another female Sasquatch. He would uh he would lather up with the pine tar like it, it smells, smells like the would, woods smells like a really nice but you're fire. about to get it on right like <laughs> yeah you need to stick that that Apparently smell needs to go into an oxygen tank it's or this, a gas mask this smell should smell like the, the pine tar would make an amazing car or air freshener too oh yeah okay so for me not I'm, I'm not a big fan of like 
smiling like a fire. Yeah. But it is bomb stuff. It's great if you want to go to the range. If you're going shooting, yeah. lather that bad boy up first. Go shooting in the mix of that and gunpowder. Oh, yeah. Talking about, oh, that's, yeah. And that's another synth. How America like, is that? Yeah. So they've got some. So if you want to, if you want to pick up some uh, Patriot Men Company soap, yep. like I said, they're not a sponsor of ours. I'm a huge fan. You can go to PatriotMen.com. You can get it. Go to if you're local to Coeur d'Alene area, you can go over to Anchored Coffee, pick it up over there. Portion of every purchase goes to support veterans and first responders. Um, a very very awesome company that I want to see get everybody's support. So head on over to PatriotMen.com and check them out. We we love them. They're great. Yes, they're awesome. I see. So we're back, and uh, we're, we have a conversation in the background here. Yeah. Um, I need to know, because for me, I don't think it's ever okay, because I don't want to associate smells, because I do that, and everybody does it a bit. At what point in the relationship do you fart in front of your partner? Good and question. I mean, like, not accidentally. Like you just sit there and let one like, rip. Like you're going to rip it and then hold her under the blankets. Is <laughs> that what you're saying? Yeah, a little like, a joke. A butt like, grunt. Just like, <laughs> how is there a point in time when it's, when it's okay, I guess. Is you talking about Dutch oven? Is that what you just talked about? I, uh, well, I've heard other friends say that. I couldn't personally do that because <laughs> How? I wouldn't want it done can't. to me. Yeah, yeah I would gross. Yeah, like, right. Girls fart too, and yeah, we, yeah, but I don't yeah. want to know that. Well, for the longest time, I ain't gonna lie, but I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. For the longest time, I didn't even know women farted. My fam, my the girls in our family never did it in front of anyone. They fluffed and it smells like flowers. It wasn't until my daughter was being born that there was an accident and I was like, holy shit, women fart. And then she started crying and ran in the other room. But obviously <laughs> I didn't know. Well, dude, I mean, I was always top of my family. Like we don't, we don't do it. Yeah, we people. just don't yeah, it's, you you show that courtesy, you know, my kid will just freaking rip them in my face. So, and like, think it's but everybody's got that one friend. That's like, yeah, oh, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I ate chili. And he's like around his wife, like, or yeah. one, like around his wife. And then just, and, and the wife like, does it back. And you're like, yeah. and I've got plenty of oh, friends yeah. like that. But it's like watching an episode of Roseanne or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like Roseanne though. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know when it's okay. And so maybe, maybe somebody on the podcast or out there in podcast land, my dad, let us know. Okay. I got a story for this one. Tell us. Okay. So okay. my mom told me, I was like, so how did you know that you were like really interested in dad and like comfortable being around him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was like day two or three. Oh, she wow. goes, we were sitting there and we were walking, like getting out of the car and he like walks out and has his pointer finger right at her. Oh, good Lord. And this is like granted like 1972. Four, I know. Yeah, but all of us kids know what's going on. We know. Yeah, Yeah. and he goes, "Pull it." She's like, "What?" He's like, "Just pull it." (laughs) She's like, "Wow." He farted right in front of me, and I'm like, "What?" He did that. She's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "And you knew that's when you went." She's like, "Who would have the balls to like fart in front of you like on a third date?" Unless they, you know, they really liked you. And she's like, "He thought it was funny because he needed to fart, but." Wanted to play it off, so it was like, okay, if I'm gonna fart, like I might as well just like I can't hold this in any longer. <laughs> Pull it, just like, get it done. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. Dork, just rip the cord. Personally, dork move on my dad's part, but guess what? It worked out for him. I mean, he's a, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, hold the pins. I guess yeah. it works for some people. Yeah, I don't know. But she's like, hey, like I was kind of grossed out, but at the same time, then I realized like later on, it was like I got over it. But it's like, hey, he was comfortable enough to do that around me. That probably means that he really, is, really, yeah. Likes me. That's cool. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, going with your, don't try when that. is it comfortable to fart in front yeah. of your significant other? What about like, when do you poop at their house? What about, yeah. Going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, have you ever thought it like, I mean, you and your girls been together for a while. Have you ever been like, Oh shit, I really need to comb my hair, but she's in there using the restroom. Have you ever just 
went in there and negative. There's always two bathrooms. Okay. I can hold it forever. Well, we've been trained to yeah. do some So no. Yeah. Not even okay. once. I I don't know if I want her to go with me in there either. I thought the same thing, but about five, six Walking. years into our relationship, um, if she going, just walked in. If you're going pee, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't going pee. Ripping I was a, actually ripping scared. A, ripping a deuce and everything. Yeah, I was like, actually scared. Grabbed the door handle's and turning. Grabbed, no. Grabbed a towel and everything. To me, that's a hell she's no. like, I just need to get the comb. Or I think it was a brush. Well, I'm like. And then that's when I realized, I was like, holy shit, are we at that? What's she going to do, divorce you over taking a dump? How bad do you need oh. a comb or a brush? You can't wait. Oh, not women. No, hell no. They Why? don't wait for shit. You don't need like a... Literally. She didn't no, wait they, for shit. Oh, yeah, she didn't. See that? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Pun intended. Ah, yeah, that right was <laughs> but, but for real, I mean, I I think... Uh, I don't know. That's, that's different. See, I mean, no. I, I feel like it's, it's different for everybody. I don't want her coming in because I'm like, I don't want her to have to deal with that. Well, I don't want her remembering you know? that. Like, I don't want her thinking of me. I'm a fragrance person. I know, I me like too. I like smells. And I want... And I don't want to associate water, that please. with yeah. me, you know? <laughs> I really, yeah, exactly. And I'm the same way. So I'm like, you know, if somebody smells awful and then I smell it somewhere else and like, let's say a garbage can, yeah, okay. I am going to associate those two together and be like, uh. It's like food and throwing up. It's kind of like driving through Post Falls and that, that little section in Post Falls the, on the I-90 where they don't cover, like you just know it's sewer plant. It's the sewer plant, yeah. And, yeah like, and everybody knows it. Like you hold your, like you hold your breath. I like to go by there and look at my kids and go. Which one of you did that? Yeah. But no, I, I told oh, it's you. Or every time you hit a skunk, like past a dead skunk. Oh, did you fart? Like, oh, ha, ha, dad. Yeah, whatever. You know, we've okay, been on lockdown for a little while. I don't, I don't think skunks stink. I don't, that's weird for me. Maybe it's. It well depends on, on how effervescent or fragrant they are, right? Yeah. Okay. So we've been on lockdown for a while and I, I feel like this kind of lends into it, but a lot of people have been cooped up inside with each other. Oh yeah. Right. And so a lot of people, I mean, we've had higher divorce rates now. Found out the personal of the personal of your yeah. significant other. Yeah. So trying to find with the higher time. divorce rate. I mean, we kind of wonder, I mean, are people really falling in love with a person or the idea of the person or some people are in love with being in love. I think you know it's what exposing what I mean? the original. I think it's kind of different because I think if, if you've fallen into love during the pandemic, it's different than it was probably before. You probably knew less of the person before. I think you're correct. I think that if you've been together for a long time and then the pandemic hit, I think you're being tested. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. How long do you want to know this person? Like, yeah, because, oh, yeah. really well, you're not going to work anymore. You know, there's no separation yeah. at all. So you, you can't in each other's space bubble 24. Oh yeah. 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 There. And never ending yeah. under the magnifying glass. Hey, where am I going to go? Well, the gym's closed. What do you so decompress? I'm going to grab my mask and go walk down the street like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've gotten people asking like, Hey, how do I tell her that I need a little bit of space? Ben, you know how you do that? How? You do it. You ask him. Well, and you I think them. I think it's great to be open yeah. and just say something. It's like, but hey, it's, I mean, I need my time right now. Yeah. Like battery Go mow the lawn. It's going to make me a better husband. Like, take your time. Oh, yeah. If you're doing it all the time to avoid them, oh, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Th- and that, that's where I see the issue is that are <laughs> yeah. men trying to avoid just those hard conversations and, and being around people or sure. are they, are they just like, you know what? I need to decompress because we all need our silent time. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and I both have to work, right? I mean, yeah. we talk to people all day long. So yeah, my kid goes we, to bed, dude. I don't even have the TV on. I just literally sit on the couch and quiet. Well, I, I love correct it. me if I'm wrong, but men really, we can, we're fine being kind of on our own. Kind yeah. Of. No, we sure. really are. Yeah. Most yeah. men are. Yeah. 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 And, and women have a lot more words they want to speak. So, I mean, the, the reality is that, 
men, if you're married, if you've got a girlfriend or whatever, and you're stuck and you feel like I need to decompress, give her some money and let her go do her nails. Oh, good idea. Have her go out with her friends. It's okay. Hey, don't feel bad. Go have some fun with your friends. It's no big deal. Yeah. Right? Um, we, you, we need to define these kind of little moments where you go, you know what? I just, I need some space and it's okay. And go, look, it's not against you. There's nothing about that. Men, we just need to actively have that moment to go, I want to think about nothing. Decompress. Well, and that's why you see so many guys in video games. Oh yeah. Right. And the video game, you know, they, a man might act out a little bit. He might act a little stressed or whatever, but literally that's his no brain moment. And that, that's why he needs this. But I think you need... To an extent. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I think men that play video games a lot, look at me, you know, you need to put a little bit, like, put a time limit on We're that We're talking shit. a lot, though. Yeah. yeah. Because there are some guys out there where I've seen where my daughter showed it's me... It's easy to go, like, four hours and yeah. not even look at the clock. Well, have you seen those deals where women are putting fake babies in their spouse's arms and they're going hours without noticing it's not a real baby? And I'm sitting there going, how could you not know? Yeah. Because it's, you know what I mean? But that's, I mean, that's the thing, the danger of, of video gaming and the addiction. There is a gaming addiction. I mean, it's oh, like, it's there defined is. now. Yeah. I had and, it. And, you know, that like, you can overcome it. I mean, it's just like oh. unwinding any habit. But, like, you have to be able to have the wherewithal that, like, you put timers on anything. Too much of a good thing is not necessarily a good thing. I think first you need to be aware you have a problem. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. like any addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but, you gotta you gotta be wanting to fix it because there's gonna be guys out there that are like fuck it I don't give a shit I don't know this how many time. women I've talked to like in the dating process that have mm-hmm. said like their ex played a lot of video games and that was a deal breaker for oh them. yeah and they left yeah. most women now if they even hear you play video games no, they won't out. even talk to you red flag yep yeah yep but I mean and there has been a limit like I mean for me junior unless unless we're playing together. Oh, yeah. Like I can't go more than thirty minutes. Like I'm just like okay, I'm. Bored. Dude, my eyes can't handle it. I think like, I played myself to death. I'm like, pretty sure you did. Like I can't. Like I used to play it almost twenty four seven, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously that created complications in in my Conflict, relationship. Yeah. But once she bring it up, and then I was like, Nah, I don't have a problem. You're screwing with me. And then I started realizing. Like, oh shit! Actually, write down when you start and when you finish. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, "Okay, that was seven and a half hours." You know, you got a problem yeah. when yeah. when you woke up and you started playing, and then next thing you know, your kids are going, "Good night, Dad," and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. and it really is. So I mean, it is. It, it's so. one of those things. Women talk a lot, guys. We we don't need that. So you know, yeah. just be and honest. We, and you know, we as guys though, like we talk about communication. Like we've got to be better oh, yeah. about communication. Yeah. And, and there is a value in it. Like you don't have to have necessarily have like the point. I mean, it's a good to have that flow of, of trust with the individual, have like just the low level menial conversations, but also you need to have like the deeper ones too, but don't avoid like tough subjects. Like sometimes if you face them head on, like, Oh, deep jump into it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to find out one more about your partner. They're going to find out what makes you tick. And then you're gonna be able to find the common ground in it. You may, you may be on opposing viewpoints, but it's like, well, if you stand there and I stand here, we both know each other's ground. So how are we going to keep moving that direction and standing on mm-hmm. two hills across from each other, th- you know, start throwing stones at each other? And part like, of this is going to be that we have to be humble enough to <clears throat> listen to somebody else's experience. For sure. That's a big one. Um, and I mean, and really, when you have those conversations, you, you've got to ask, as a man, we have to, all of us as a man, have to step up and go, do you want me to fix this or do you want me to listen? Yeah. Oh, do you definitely. want me to understand, right? Yeah. And it's like, and why are why? And it's not a, it's not an invalid question. It's like, why are you asking this question right now? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. 
because you need to follow that up. Like, why are you asking that? That that's in itself comes off a little standoffish to where it's like, why are you asking this? Is there something going on? As long like, as you follow it up with, is yeah. there something going on? Yeah. Because then, sometimes it has a root to it. Like they're asking a hypothetical situation to where they could have the anxiety behind that, that they need some affirmation. But you also got to let them finish. Like you don't want to oh, cut them off yeah, ever. Absolutely. Don't ever cut off your partner. Let them finish because they're bringing it up because it is bugging them. For sure. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? It's kind of funny. Like we talk about this stuff, like we're experts and it's like, oh yeah, how come you guys aren't married? Because we, well, it's be, we're experts now because yeah, we've, we've learned all our we, we all learned our lesson, right? We get to do all the ben wrong Franklin things. Ben Franklin said things that hurt and struck, right? You, learn, yeah. learn, you go through some pain, you learn some things. So Ryan, you posted a meme the other day and um, I'll read it real fast just because it's, it's easy enough, but someone posted, do men ever think, damn, she's been through a lot. Let me show her something different and treat her like a queen. And yeah, we do that. Generally, and we do, right? Yeah, generally, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to go into my experience, although. But I'll, I also you know, ask questions fast. about what, why she'd been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that's really yeah. too. So, you know, I've, I've actually, I've tried that before and I've been like, you know what? And I probably should have been more honest about it and been, you know, upfront and said, look, we're not going to have sex until I can show you how much I value you. But without saying that, I did that with a couple of people and literally had two dates and was ghosted because yeah. I didn't put out. And as a man, obviously I wanted to put <laughs> out and I wanted to go to pound town and I wanted to be like, you know, yelling bang or ring off the top of my stairs. Um, Rufio. But you wanted to show value, Rufio. right? Yeah, we yeah. want to show value. And so I didn't do that. But, you know, women, you, you post these these things like that, and let's flip the script on it, right? So do women ever look at men and go, man, he's been through a lot. Let's treat him like a king. That's a good question, yeah? But yeah, it's a great question. It's valid. If you're going to ask one, you might as well ask yeah. the other. Yeah. Absolutely. But typically when you ask that question, the question arises because there is some bad behavior happening. Oh, you need to put the man on a pedestal? Oh, red flag's coming, right? And that's true. Oh, he acts out because he was treated wrong. Oh, he's just got a little bit of a drinking problem. Junior, you got one? <laughs> he's only angry when he's drunk. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. I, he's only this way when he's drunk. <laughs> right, so, but. It's and, just his friends get him yeah. in a different mood. Yeah, I mean, how, how crazy is this? And I know that all the women are like going, oh, I know that kind of guy. He's not like that when I'm around. Right. And then they've got their hands in their raised Ooh. in the skies. Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. No, we, we, women, you cannot disregard bad behavior because we're assuming someone was treated poorly. Yeah. If they're going to be a king or a queen, they're going to act that way already. Yep. They're going right? to be yeah. worth and the, serving. Yeah. Right? They're going to serve I mean, you got to really think, do you want a man? And I think I said this yesterday and it, it really hit me. Like, are you looking for a man that chases or are you looking for a man that um, attracts yeah. and leads and has values and wants to look for your values? It, that's there, a huge, I mean, you so could probably a, talk about You could that. talk about this there's forever. There's a book that I read forever. called Lead for God's Sake. Oh. And it's a, it's a coaching book. No, but, I've, I've heard of it. But and it's a phenomenal leadership book, but like I look at it and I take that kind of not like, what did I learn in that book? Like you can apply that to relationships. Like it's a, you lead with servanthood. Yeah. And so if you're a servanthood and you're like, you're serving your spouse or you're, you're, you know, if you have the goal of out serving one another, like what would that relationship and that marriage or that partnership or that even your parenting relationship with your child, if you guys have the mindset of I'm going to out serve the other person, oh, it'd like, be so what, would look, what would that look like? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we don't want to, Obviously you said it, you don't want to like disregard the red flags, but at the same time you look at the tree and the fruit and you're like, man, is that person worth like having the, the servant's mindset? So I think that the biggest thing is that, okay, women, 
I've seen a lot of them post this because they want to, you know, validate their bad behavior. And, yeah, like, well, they, somebody, uh, and they, I want somebody to accept me for me because I'm an independent woman. I mean, if yeah, someone finally it. treated me nice, I'd, I'd be a queen. <laughs> that's not how it works. Act like a queen and attract that king that you want. Yeah, and absolutely. that's literally how that works, right? Because um, we we attract what we what we put out there. It's energy give and go, right? Well, and I like history because, like Queen Elizabeth, like when she was younger, mm-hmm. like the current Queen Elizabeth, dude, like she's a pretty. I mean, not. I, she's a pretty solid woman of character really was. Yep. And or is cause she's still alive. Don't want to kill the queen. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, like she, I think she said at some point, it's like, you know, to be queen, you have to early on realize before you're even queen that you are a queen. Yeah. And you have to live as such. Absolutely. And it's like, boom. All right. Yeah. Like you get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have that mindset before you ever fall in that's in that path, because if you want to be served or you want somebody to serve you, you better be the mindset of like, I'm worth serving. Like I really am. And not, and that's not like the narcissistic, like stuck up yeah. sense. That's saying like, it's because of my character and who I am and how I treat people. People are going to naturally want to gravitate towards me. Exactly. Now I'm going to give you some advice. My mom and my mom has always said this to me. She said, Tristan, if someone does not change at all, do you still want to be with them or are you wanting to be with somebody based on who you want them to become? Oof. And you can't, you can't make that other person. That's good. That's, that's like, freaking awesome. Seriously. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. so you go in a relationship and you see what they have and you go, I'm going to date this person. If that's going to stay that way forever as they are right now, is that really where you want to be? And if you say no, don't even start because yeah. they haven't become the person that you need yet. Absolutely. Easy enough. If they right. haven't put in the right. work to get there. Like, I mean, and that doesn't, not to make you sound stuck up as men, like, but if they haven't, if a woman hasn't put in the work to be with, like. Well, it goes both ways. Though. Yeah. It's about, yeah, it but yeah, women can't choose ways. a guy. If a guy's got red flags and he's a freaking emotional wreck and he's distant right now. You're not going to change him. You're not going to change him. He's going to stay distant. He's going to learn how to like recalibrate himself to fit where you are. And he's not going to change that. He's just going to manipulate you into continuing to be emotionally distant. Crazy. I mean, like, seriously. Yeah. Easy enough. So let, let's stop using that meme ever as a man or woman and, and this king and queen crap, because unless you're acting like that, Kings, you're, if you, you're not if you call somebody king or queen, you have holes in your drywall at home. <laughs> yeah. Typically you do. Oh yeah. Damn. Just say it. Like, <laughs> damn. Let's be, yeah. Holy smokes. So we're not going to go on the diatribe of, of what is going to bring up this mansplaining thing here. Um, but yeah, this yeah, drives no. us bonkers. So I know that there's a big, I hate that there's term. a big culture out there of hating men. And this is why they say mansplaining. Now, if I, or you, Ryan or, or junior explain anything, anything at all, because we're men, that's mansplaining. Yep. Right. That's Just a negative connotation. Man explaining. Yep. So how else are we as men supposed to explain anything? If not from our manly or men viewpoint, I need to go open up a Vogue magazine to explain my feelings so I can woman-splain. Does that make any, like, I mean, <laughs> women, I, if you're listening, please, if you want to comment, go ahead, but yeah. tell us, how do we explain something without mansplaining, without, from our own experience, how do you explain anything? I know how. What do you got, Junior? Junior looks like he's deep in thought here. He is. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch that right now, but I mean, for for a woman to say that, she isn't she kind of, Taking away some of your value, she ab- instantly, like, instantly. instantly isn't that automatically she's putting you down. Like, yes. why would you even want to listen to her further? Exactly, it would put you in one-word situations. Like, 
you would just want her to shut up. So she'd say I, something, you'd be like, sure. And yep. you can have all yep. the bona fides in the okay. world to have yeah. your opinion. But and, you say you, the word mansplaining, yeah. I immediately discredit what you have to say. Yeah, that everything. would be like us looking at her and going, why don't you just go cry on TikTok yeah. and show it to the world? We're going to get there too. Yeah. Well, D- does that make sense? Yeah, you know, totally you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That's like, a, that's like basically shutting someone down before they can even it try is, to help or explain. It, it is in the root to try tenet, to help. The root tenet of narcissism. You are it, unable to show the empathy to hear somebody's viewpoint. Right there, dude. No, that is. That's, and, and it, that's right? it. Yeah, that's so, it. So literally she goes, tell me something or whatever. And you, you try and respond with whatever backstory you have to explain how you came to this whatever conclusion. She goes, oh, you're mansplaining, right? And then instantly you're invalidated, yep. right? Automatically, you know, she, she has probably some wrecked relationships in their past of some sort where she doesn't even want to listen. She didn't care in the first place. She just wanted to, to she do wanted to tell you her viewpoint and put you in your place. And as soon as you validated in their pain. Yeah. Well, That's she's explaining how she got gaslighting, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's she's basically showing you where she's been in her life and pushing it on you and basically saying, yeah. I'm right. I think you should be a man or a woman that can explain your point of view in life, what you've experienced and what you've went through and what you've done, yeah. but you still need to be open enough to, to be able to take in what other people say because you might you yeah. might be able to relate with that. Well, and even in the Billy of, of your explaining, you need to recognize that other person's position too. Oh yeah, even if they're a professional, like say, Definitely hey, I understand your professional shoes. stance. You see this all the time, or you may know about this. Here's how I feel, like how I see it, because mm-hmm. you can't feel for me. This is what right. I feel. Well, I mean, at that point, it's it's you going. This is my walk. Yeah. This is the walk yeah, that I did. I was in my shoes. You're not yeah. in them. Yeah. You might know professionally and from paper. Yeah. But if you didn't walk it, how do you know? And this is what the professionals I may have talked to have helped yeah. me find. And the reality like, is, yeah, if we we're only human, no. so yeah. you yeah. can only tell your story. And if people relate to it, then they relate to it. If they don't. At least they've learned something or where you've been. Or at least sure. they, right? hopefully they're humble enough to accept yeah. your experience and go, wow. But I mean, for them to just come straight out and be like, oh, well, you're mansplaining. That just kind of shuts you straight down. Like you kinda just, pisses you, you don't even want to yeah. share anymore. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. Okay. Like, yeah. so how's your day? Fine. Yeah. Like, it, I'm it, good. One word answer. So now someone on. said that to me, I would honestly look at them and be like, holy fuck, you've been hurt so much. You got these walls up. Yeah. It's, I don't even oh want to try to help you bring them down. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude, you nailed like, it. I no, you I absolutely nailed it. I don't want to be your king at all to yeah. try to help you bring those walls down to save you no. because you're a bitch. Well, oh, I, I wouldn't go that sorry. far. But I didn't okay, mean no. to say but, but at the same time, like, dude, you're sitting in the castle. You've got the moat drawbridge right. up, cannons pointed out. Like, that's how you are right but now. Yeah. As any, any alpha male, I would like to think... Here, I mean, I don't picture myself on a white horse or and a we black don't talk horse. about, and obviously, and, you and use the term alpha, yeah. we're not talking the stereotype. I'm, I'm, right? I'm, no, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. like for a man that even wants to even approach the woman that he's looking at as like a queen, if we use yeah. that definition, right? And you want to be that knight that's saving her, if she's not ready to accept, accept you <laughs> and value you and your what you're saying, and she immediately shuts you down. With all her walls and negative negativity, yeah. she's not even ready. You just no. walk away. Yeah, you just want to. You yeah, want to say those one a, words like that's even in a Monty Python. Oh, um, <laughs> I need to wash my hair. Yeah. You know, like the, since the everybody... gal that was captured by the dragon that didn't want to be saved. Like, oh, I yeah. think that's a Monty Python. Oh, is it? Yeah, I yeah. think okay. it is. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like everybody has their own colored lens they see life through, and until you see, right. and, and until you you experience that or hear from somebody, I mean, 
if I was teaching you how to make macaroni and cheese, is that mansplaining? Oh, you're just showing me your, your way of doing it. Right. So if a girl's like, oh, you're mansplaining me how to make, I can make mac and cheese. I can cheese. make my own mac and cheese. Well, I'm like, what are you well, talking well, about? You might make it your way, but my family's made it this way for years. Let me, let me try and help you show you my way. You mm-hmm. might like it more. You might like the fact that we had more milk and more butter. It's creamy and delicious. Add salt pepper. I mean, like a touch of smoked paprika. Add some, add some grilled onions. Yeah, I love oh. mac, and, mac and cheese with a uh, chili powder. Dude, oh, I'm, yeah, barbecue yeah. burger mac is the bomb. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Tangents. But no, like seriously, Food like, tangents. right. So, I mean, that's, that's just, that's a, it's one of those things in life and it just drives me insane yeah. that, that, these, that people are using that and just discrediting men immediately. Right. Right. So you got, you got a subjective matter here of materialism. Something yeah. that we I mean, see it's 2021. Let's be honest, like pretty freaking prevalent. In well, I mean, you and I, right now. I posted that, that meme that, well, we've actually talked about this before. Was it, where it's, it's the person drowning, their head's barely above the water, and it's like, yeah. help me, I can't pay for this and that. And she's sitting on her butt with her cell phone in her hand and getting her hair done, but she's like, I yeah. need and help. There's, yeah. And underneath the water is like tattoo and alcohol yeah. and purses and whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we're living in a world or the one that's that I talked crazy. About and <laughs> as a single dad, yeah, as a single dad, I didn't have anything, right? And I mean, really, like literally growing up as a kid, I... Dude, we were we were poor. Like, and we didn't know because yeah, we were my, kids. I, as a kid, like, we went through a period of time that we were pretty. We were poor a lot. Yeah, we were, we were well <laughs> off. My world, but I mean, like, we went secondhand stores. Everything was hand me downs. Like, I would steal my brother's clothes because that's how I got clothes for the most part, right? Until you know, I well, now it's cool stuff. though. Yeah. yeah, and it is it's cool, cool right? to because it's retro, it's vintage. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, so I, I wanted to play this because this is just a kid who's doing whatever, and I'll tell you kind of my my little backstory, me. But this I thought was really profound, and I wanted to play it for everybody. Um, so let's, I think do you know the kid's name by any chance? No. Well, it was for, um, mission to manhood. It's on TikTok, Right. And okay. I wanted us to, to kind of hear it because really it was pretty profound. And I just thought that was, it was pretty cool. So we'll play it here real fast. I just came from the park, and it's this kid teasing me because I had felines on. Now, mind you, I am not a material person. I just wear felines because, you know, I like the color, and I think they're cool. They might, they, not, they might not be what's popular today, but, you know, that's what I like. So, you know, I told the kid, it's not about what I have on my feet. It's about what I have inside my head. No matter what I'm wearing, no matter what I have on, it's about my information, the knowledgeable things in life. These sneakers are not even going to fit you in 20 years from now. It goes about what you have in your mind, your wisdom, your knowledge, the power to inspire others. That's it, dude. It's in what's in your heart, like what's in your soul, what's yeah. in your spirit, what's in your like character. And those think, are the things of freaking value. And they don't change by what clothes you wear, what you want to do, like what who, tattoos where you, you have, live, what yeah. house you have, what car your parents drive. That's not de- uh, yeah. Like that and, kid is awesome. Well, like, I mean, like yeah. seriously, like that in kid. a world right now where <clears throat> thrift shopping is cool. And people are but still it's trying materialist. to keep up. It's yeah. still but, driven by like I've. Got I know it is, but but even like, but, but again, people are still like, oh, I need those three hundred dollars jeans. Yeah. No, you don't. I need a thousand dollar iPhone. We, we live in a place right now where it's actually super cool to have ripped, torn up, baggy, disgusting looking old jeans. Yeah, that you paid seven hundred dollars for. Right. Like, so I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Like now, it's like, I stand in my yard. I'll hit me hit you with my weed eater a couple times. We'll take care of that. Like as a single dad, <laughs> I was I was mocked once, right? Um, because I had a townhouse. And it was me and my two boys. Um, and I literally, for, for a couch, it was three lawn chairs put together with a blanket over the top. Mm. I had nothing, right? I'd start freaking brand new and fresh, right? But I was mocked because I didn't have a table in my kitchen or my 
dining area, you would call it, right? My townhouse had a, uh, had a bar and I had three stools. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we have a place to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. First time that, you've like been like, dude, we're set. We've got a table and I don't want oh, yeah. to buy one. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? I mean, like, and yeah. well, think about how many square feet that table's taken up from my kid's play space. Right. Justin right. Silva. <laughs> Sorry guys. But, but think about it. How, yeah, thank you. How, yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> how much value did I give my kids by giving them more play space versus table space? Because when we would eat, they'd park it on their stools at, at the counter, right? At the, at the bar. I would stand on the other side. I would present them food, feed them and talk to them at the same time. You know, like I was, I watched and it wasn't a TikTok. There's a video. It was like talking to somebody. It's like, how do you know you've made it as a parent? And it was, and I have a soft spot for this type of stuff. Cause it does really kind of eat at me. Like with your situation of mm-hmm. not being well off, like being a single parent, but it was like, how do you, how did you know that you were, you had made it as a parent? And it was like, you know, when my kids got older, they didn't, they didn't know how poor we were. Yeah. I mean, well, they don't. That's yeah. just it. And it was like, oh. But going I mean, back to what you said, Tristan, honestly, it. I guarantee the kids are going to look back at that and go, hey, it was pretty my cool. dad loved me. That was cool. Because I, as a kid, we were also poor. And maybe that's where a lot of men get humbled is growing up that way. I'm not saying you can have a silver yeah. spoon in your mouth and you can't mm-hmm. be this, think that way. But I'm just saying, I remember sitting on the floor, Indian style, you know, crisscross applesauce and because we couldn't afford a table. Yeah, yeah. So just think of you—you you were able to look across at your boys while they were eating, you know, at that little bar or whatever, and you got nice. more space, and you got to like look at their faces and. Well, you've and seen the bar, so. Oh, I know, yeah. I have, and so I think I think that's fucking awesome. You I know, think I, it's I, that's great. So I'm think about you. this, though. Here was my other thought, real You're fast: good. is that I was able to buy a seventy-five dollar couch, fifty percent off, at mm-hmm. St. Vinny's or whatever. Okay, as the couch, right? And I was able to give my kids a bunk bed. Nice. Right? Yeah. So what do you think they appreciated more? The bunk bed. The table, Easy. the bunk bed, or the couch? The oh. couch. The couch and the bunk beds, bunk right? Bunk bed, definitely. The yeah. table they didn't give a crap about because yeah. we had more fun playing in that open space than we would have if it was used to sit. So you could like rough house, like all this think stuff. About, yeah, how yeah. how often yeah. do you use a table? Seriously. I have, I have a very nice kitchen table and I sit at it when I have family in town. That's and that's it, it right? So the yeah. other, the rest of the time you're wasting that space. And I was like, no, I'm not going to waste a space when I can play with my kids, put our Christmas tree there, do whatever. At mm-hmm. one point my, my office was right there. Like there was so much more use that's out cool. of it that mattered versus the fact that I didn't have a table to sit down at. Who gives a, I had a, I had a bar. I had the next best thing. Yeah. And it was it, awesome. And it was like, I remember a story, like I was in seventh grade and in the summer, I, I spent my summer, I umpired baseball games. Yeah. Like for, so I had spending money. Um, and I think at the time my dad was transitioning from, um, he wasn't making a lot. He like left his job or with the city of Lewiston mm-hmm. and uh, was trying to start up like a business consulting thing. So he wasn't making a ton of money. And, you know, he was still doing like, he was just in the early stages of his jail ministry thing. And, you know, so it was my mom was the, the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And I remember because she worked at the school that I was going to. It was in junior high. I'd taken some of my money that I made during that summer for the school year. And I'd bought a really, really nice pair of Nike. Like, I think they're pennies. Penny Hardaway's. Mm-hmm. Like, I was stoked about a seventh grader, right? Like, had a pair of pennies. And wore them to school. And I went in for football practice. And they didn't give us a lock to our locker yet. It oh, was no. like the second day of practice. I come back and my shoes were freaking gone. Yep. 
And I was freaking heartbroken because I'd worked my butt off to like pay for those shoes. And like my dad was trying to talk me out of it, but he's like, it's your money. You can do what you want with it. But I tell you, like you could spend it four ways this way, or you can spend it one way for your shoes. And, uh, the thing is like my, you know, I told my dad that they were stolen. He, he was pretty crushed for me. Like he didn't, but he wasn't going to rescue me from the situation. He kind of let me learn. Like, you know, there's some responsibility to teach in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he's like, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to sit here by the door, the one door from the gym. And we're going to watch every kid walk out of here for the next three days. Jeez. Wow. To see That's, if we could find the kid that took find my him? shoes. I saw my shoes and the kid swore up and down that he got them. And I'm like, nobody in Lewiston sold those shoes. I had to go all the way to Spokane to Foot Locker to get them. Like, no, you didn't. And, uh, you know, but I couldn't prove that he stole them, but they were the same size. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And it was a very poor kid. Yeah. And so, so did you let him have them? And my dad, my dad goes, there's a lesson in this is that that kid, if he needed them that bad to steal them off your feet, you give him your shoes. Yeah. Well, wow. I was like, that's a good lesson though. Yeah. Dude, I like your dad. I've never, met I do. Him. I, I like him yeah. too. It's from the sound of it. Since we're on the subject of, you know, hand me downs and stuff. Can I share something with you? Yeah. yeah. My kid wears hand me downs and I love it. So they kids trash clothes, but I was over it over <laughs> at my, our local gas station over there by A and D. And I literally watched a lady in a Beamer start making fun of a, a little guy. Oh. You know, I ain't going to say color or anything. I'm just going to say, she was like, Oh, you don't, you obviously don't live here. Your pants are hanging off your ass. You think you're a gangster. Do you know that, um, that means if you were in prison that you're open for, um, open for business, open for business. (laughs) And I had to stop and take it upon myself to be like, kind of educate her a little bit on my past. And so I, I legit was like, excuse me, ma'am. Do you really know where that, why he's probably wearing pants that are like that? Do you know that it's not really a sign of being a gangster or coming from prison and being, you know, being open for business, if you will. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, obviously you're, you're rich. You don't, you've never had to do this. But when I was younger, we would get hand-me-downs and our parents always, always, you always got pants two sizes too big. And your parents did that so you could grow grow into into them. And sometimes you didn't get the luxury of having a belt. So you'd hold the crotch up or spin it or whatever and try to hold it. And and I tried to explain, I sat there and we talked and she was nice about it. Clothes pins in it. Yeah, clothes pins or, or even a rope. I remember one time shoelaces or whatever. And, um, so I, I sat there and I don't want to say I educated her, but I think I opened like blew her mind or opened her mind up a little bit. You opened her eyes a little bit there. Because she was listening to me and as she was listening to me, she made fun of this kid walking into the store, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, so that kind of hurts my feelings coming from that, you know, my mom was 16 when she had me. Let me tell you about my background. And so empathized with that individual. So I sat there and told her and everything. And I was blessed with my Greg Martin, who I call my father now. And he really educated me and showed me a lot of things and really blessed our family by being in it. And we ended up pulling ourselves out of there. But long story short, the the cool feeling I got was when she, after she was listening to me, she legit walked over and said, Hey, I said something that was rude. I apologize. And the guy just started kind of crying. He was like, thank you. Cause that hurt my feelings. I'm trying to scrape up some money for gas. And then she gave him some money for gas. And I, I was like, wow, yeah. that, that's good. Play that's it really forward. good. That's, but, yeah. but since we're on the whole hand me down thing and everything, I wanted to share that a little bit. Cause a lot of people have this stereotype of, 
oh, you just must because be you're trying to be gangster. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, it's not always that way. No. Yeah. And 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 so you brought up that point of like. Because it is empathy, right? Oh. You're empathizing with that individual. Mm-hmm. And that was like asking when I was to go through counseling, like asking like, hey, how do I raise my kid to not be a narcissist? Right? Like how do I <laughs> how do I teach a child to not be one? And it's like, well, kids are naturally a narcissist, right? Like that is the the kid brain. It's the toddler brain is narcissism. Because they haven't developed yet, yeah. Yeah, they haven't developed and they just get stuck in that and they carry it through the rest of their life. People are going to serve me and I'm going to make excuses and blame everything and my problems on somebody else. Guess what toddlers do? That, Right. So I was like, how do you raise, how do you raise a child to not be that? It's like, you have to help them recognize empathy. And I was like, so, so what are some ways? And it's like, when you're driving down the street, ask them, what do you, th- how do you think that person feels? Like if they look, you see a person emotionally showing a reaction, how do you think that person feels? You know? And so it's like, you have a guy sitting on the side of the road that's panhandling and you, you know, and if he's, Hey dad, there's somebody over there holding a sign. It's like, well, what's it say? And he's like, well, he's asking for money or a job or whatever. And it's like, how do you think he feels? He goes, He's probably sad, you know, because desperation probably doesn't enter a, a five-year-old's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like he would probably be sad because he's standing here having to ask other people for help. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. That's like, awesome. Yeah. You're like looking at this and you're like, they're getting it. Like, and it's like, but at the same time, how often do we do that when we pass judgment on people that we see, whether it's standing in line at the grocery store and their WIC benefits aren't going through and they're having to swipe that card like 10 times, but they're $10 short. You know, and you, you get annoyed because you're standing in line and you've got your groceries. You just want to get out of there. You know, it's like, do you step in and swipe your debit card and just be like, I got this. Don't worry about it. I mean, like sometimes we don't have the ability to maybe do that financially if we're not in the position, but, but sometimes we do. And sometimes that's, you we know, do, right? It's yeah. all about just having that empathy. Yeah. yeah. And then so like having to see somebody where they're at and meet them where they're at and then be able to like put yourself in their shoes to help them walk through that situation. If we showed that more in society nowadays, do we be in a lot better place than we are now? No, like totally, on social yeah. media, good grief. And so on kind of on the topic about, you know, people and, and relationships and like, you know, the mansplaining, all that stuff. Um, I saw this and I, I thought this might be valuable to bring up and let, let's just kind of address this after we watch this. What's her name? Can I? <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot. I thank God that I'm not trying to date in this world. Because, like, this, sadly, the biggest flex of a woman right now is, like, how few social media followers. Like, if a girl's like, I only got a 1,000 social media followers, I'd be like, thank you, Jesus, you are the one, right? Because nowadays, it's like, you're saving nothing for nobody, right? Like, your body isn't for anybody specific. It's just whoever can look at it. Like, like you're, like, nothing, Good nothing grief. is left. It's like, ooh, we about to get it on. I'm going to see your body for the first time. Wait, no, I've seen it a thousand billion times on video, and so has every other dude. Now, by uh-huh. all means, wear what you want. I'm not telling a woman what to wear. Wear it to the beach. Wear it to church. Wear it on your social media. I don't care. But when everybody's like, oh, why can't I find any quality men? If you're fishing with appearances, you're going to catch men that are only about appearances. And usually True. those men, yeah, they're going to cheat on you as soon as they find somebody with a better appearance. And then you're going to be all mad. Why did this happen to me? I wonder, Susan. Men I treat wonder. me like I'm a whore. Well, it's where you're wearing a whore's uniform, like the Dave Chappelle thing, right? Like you talked about a long time ago. But I mean, it's tough because like people, it seems like everybody wants giant, massive social media validation. Yeah. And the fastest way for a girl to get it. Show that body. Is by shaking it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's so true. And so I was like, I was watching them like, oh my gosh, man, the, the guy's right. Like, let's dial it back a little bit. Again, we, we got to act like kings and queens before we find our king and queen. Right? No, absolutely. And, and then modesty goes a long way because 
You know, it's like there's so much. It's hard to find that yeah. though. It's hard to find that now though. No, it's totally like yeah, right totally now, true. It's, it's like it's rare. Sure. I mean, well, society tells you one thing: you got to shake oh, the yeah. money maker, and then if you look, you can't look. Yeah. Right. But you need to show it off. I just thought. I mean, that, that was worth listening to when I was a kid. That makes sense. But so yeah. I've been going down the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole. Mm. If you guys know who he is, mm-hmm. okay, he's, he's yeah. amazing. If people are out there, you don't know him. Um, he's very impassioned. Um, is he a psychologist? I think is what he is, or a psychology teacher, or something, something like to that effect. Yeah. yeah. But he he made a promise to himself that he would only speak truth, his truth, right, mm-hmm. about everything. So that's why he he never second guesses or questions what he's what he's saying. So I this this hit me, and and we we don't value men as much as we should anymore. And and this is really was kind of the premise of the entire episode that that you know, we kind of wrote out. Um, but men are the foundation of the world. Women, you're, we're not devaluing at all in the statement. You give birth, you, you create, you, you bring love, you bring life. We need that. But when we look at your anger, the, yeah, I mean, you yeah, really you are, but you bring the stability and everything too. You bring levity. You bring, I mean, you're, yeah. you're kind of the, the lock and key for a whole lot of things out there. Um, but men are the foundation of the world. And I, I really thought that this was really profound. So let's, um, I mean, I guess let's rock this too, because it really does speak a lot. Without men, you look around the city here, you see all these buildings go up, these men, they're doing impossible things. They're under the streets, working on the sewers. They're up on the power lines in the storms and the, and the rain. They're keeping this impossible infrastructure functioning. This thing that works in a miraculous manner. They work themselves to death. And often, literally, it's very useful to tell everyone, not just men, that they have an important role to play, a necessary role, and that if they act properly and honestly and forthrightly, that they can put their lives together and they can help their families and they can make their communities better and that that's not toxic masculinity that appalling phrase wow yeah dang seriously like think think about it so this doesn't devalue women in any way shape or form no because i can say the same about women you knit life in your womb yeah i mean this is the heartbeats of an infant child within yourself like you like there's things that women do that like you show nurturing to a stranger that was a leech you know in your body for nine months and now you're holding and carrying life and feeding it with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that women do that like I can never, men fathom. can't do. Yeah. 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 And we, which can't, we can't do it. And you were saying, well, I mean, Go ahead. Yes, I interrupted that. This but. isn't that women aren't, they're not in construction trades. I mean, they are, it's not, yeah, I'm not saying they're not yeah. right. It's a very small percentage, but you're talking 98% of the people out there doing the hard work, doing the grunt work, grinding, giving themselves and literally working themselves to death. Oh yeah, yeah. Have been men, mm-hmm. and and we live in this this world where it's toxic to be that. And you're like, someone gives everything they are, every second of the day that they are, and now it's toxic. You know, and I look at that too. The men that work those trades, and then they want to have a say in society, and they're discredited as just being some dumb idiot box. Yeah, that's just supposed to go work and do your grunt work, and then go home and be dumb. Well, you know, gonna, and it's like, you like you devalue people that know hard work when they try to say something that something's going wrong. It's like they know how to work hard to fix it. Well, you also got to face it. There's a lot of people out there that don't 
They, I mean, look at all the jobs right now. People are like, oh, there's no job. Bullshit. Dude, there's tons of them. There's tons. There's They're everywhere right now. There's 430 right now on the list sitting downtown. Yeah. The People just don't want to do them. But yeah, I yeah. wanted to follow that up with this other piece here. Okay. And this is about men giving 100%. And I mean, that's this is, this is a, yeah. a crazy, crazy tough struggle. <laughs> Man is at home all the time, and he's the breadwinner. That's a bad sign. And the problem with being a father is you can never get it 100. If I give you time, we don't have money. If I get the money, you don't have me. That's true. I can't be there and earn a living at the same time. I'm limited and I have an obligation to make sure your life is better than mine. That's part of it. Am I right? I would say that's the part of God's design. The difficult thing about being a father mm-hmm. is that everybody wants it now. The kid wants it now. The wife wants it now. The job wants it now. The opportunity is now because in your early years are your earning years. Well, that's there's a biblical verse about that, about you know plowing the field while it's meant to be plowed. Well, like, taking in the harvest while it's ripe. This is, I mean, this, this is more than that, though. Yeah, no, this no, is but, way deeper. No, than, it's way deeper but, than that. But as, as far as the lines, is like, as men, like, your job is to provide, right? And you want to make sure that you're taking care of that. Or, like, that's the expectation. But you're also meant to be at home and present 24-7, too. Like, you, you can't have you can't, all of you it. You can't and be in three places at once. And that's the thing. I mean, like, um, <coughs> we, you know, they talk, they talk toxic masculinity and, and how men, you need to be there and you need to do this. And nobody's giving us the the grace. No, we're not that we looking for, because we're not looking for sympathy here either. Like, no, that's no, not no, what I'm no, no, at all. No, but we. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, if you're a man and, and you've you've been the spot and you're not turning up a little bit at that, absolutely. Dude, yeah. someone finally speaking the truth about that, we we can't do it all. No, and that's that's the thing. Like, we if if you want our time, then we can't be the breadwinner in their house, and you're going to have to give up your time to be that also. Mm-hmm. If you if you're okay with us not being around, then we will drive and kill ourselves and gives you everything possible to make your life better. That's our, our mm-hmm. job is to make oh, your life is. better. Think about it. And that, you know, like, and you I, know, that's where like, communication yeah. comes though. Right. Because if she wants you to be there some of the time, then she has to pull that, that extra to where you the get, extra weight. You get I mean, right. you got to yeah. pick it up somewhere. I mean, it's got to come from somewhere, but it's, I think it's bred into us from our childhoods. Right. Mm-hmm. That <clears throat> basically, the stipulation or the whatever is men, we, we go out, we work, we come home, we, we eat. work. I mean, there's honeydews yeah. all day long. Yeah, right? But in the same yeah. token, we start looking at what we talked about about five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The materialism starts to seep in too. Mm-hmm. And the materialism drives us even further because we want to have those creature comforts, right? Well, and we, we want to those give those things. creature comforts. We want to, we want to provide that obviously too. Right. But like, is there a necessity for that materialism or is it just materialism for comfort? Yeah. And, you know, that was like something I realized at like a young age, like I didn't, you know, when I finally realized I'm like, man, I, I can have some of that stuff, but I can bargain shop for it. Like I can look for other ways. <laughs> but you still have that. Yeah. You, I mean, you're still on the flip side too. Is yeah. it, I mean, again, it's, it's typically the primary breadwinner house is a man. Yeah. And the primary person that fixes things around the house is a man and mows the lawn and does all the work and all the extra. I'll tell you what, and when you're not, not, it beats resentment. It really oh, yeah, does. And, yeah, it does. Yeah. And I mean, it, we're not, we're not diminishing again. We're not diminishing women in your role 
And if you are at home taking care of the kids, it's all good. Like we get it, but you have to look at it both ways and, and go, you know what? I need to recognize it, man. My, my man does the work and he's putting in the time and maybe we need to give him a little grace to take that moment, to be able to be, to be quiet and in his mind for a second and just release all the stress of the day. It's, I mean, like you think about it, how many police officers that are on the beat actually out there are men or women? I mean, the majority is men, right? Mm -hmm. And, and although he goes off to work, just like military husbands, the women go, man, I hope he comes home today, you know? And he goes out and he works and he deals with all the crazy that nobody wants to face. And he, yeah. And then he comes home. And he wants to go, I want to have, I want to, man, I have and, a home to come home to. And, and he needs, but he comes home and he needs a moment because like, yeah. we can't even fathom all the crap this guy's dealt with, all the bad, everything he's protecting his wife from knowing. Well, because we don't want them to have that. They don't it, need it's the burden. It's like a burden, right? It is. It, it is. It's like a burden. We don't want to have, they, we know the weight that we're carrying and we feel like we like again we've been bred that we carry that shit. Yep. Yeah. And so and and again like you said there's a handful probably a handful of women out there doing the same thing oh, single, look, it's single women single moms that might yeah. be like a nurse and, and but they're I working mean, yeah. 45 I think they can relate to this and go you know what if I did have a king or a knight or whatever that would give me more time with my kids. So as as a single single dad, right? We've all kind of we've been in those shoes mm-hmm. that it helps you appreciate when you have that yes. person, right? That yes. much more because we've, we've been, we've been having like, I mean, when you, when you tally up at the end of the day, like how much time you've spent between parenting and your job and maintaining the house. And I'm throwing single moms in there too. Like single yeah. dads, single moms. Like when you add up all your time at the end of the day, it might be 1130 by the time you're ready for bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you're really trying to be on the ball about things, I mean, there's days where like I'll go to bed at nine thirty, but I still have stuff left to do. That I'm just like, screw it, I'll wait till the weekend. Like I'm just not going to do it today. Yeah, because I need, I literally need to rest. We just we, we need to extend grace to each other. I think that's <laughs> that's a bigger one. Is that absolutely? Hey man, I mean, like we all work hard. We all want to play hard, but we can't have a hundred percent, and we can't give a hundred percent all the time. And, and it's, it, just, it's never going to happen. And it goes to like what you saw at the gas station, Junior. Mm-hmm. They're like, you see a person in need, right? You see the other side of it. You know where they're from or where they're at. And you were able to put somebody else in their place and not, and do, but you did it tastefully. Mm-hmm. You didn't, Hey, listen here. You know what? That you could address that situation saying, let me provide some levity for you. I've been in the shoe. And so we, as single parents that see other single parents struggling, we can help bring some levity to that situation Help others. Like, man, single mom doesn't mean she's freaking blowing all of her money going to the hair salon all the time and everything else. What people do with child support, honestly, is none of my freaking business. Do I think it should be regulated? Whatever. That's my business to think, right? That's my opinion. I'm not going to throw stones and judge single mom because she took a moment to go get her hair done. I'm never going to do well, that. Well, no, ever. a woman should be able to do that. And that's because of how, like how we say, we were brought up to take this weight and do the work and yeah. do all the hard shit, right? You got to think women, I mean, no offense, but what did they have to play with when we were young? We got to play with sticks, rocks, fucking tanks, cars, GI yeah. Joes, all sorts of shit, right? There's a Barbie. But they got yeah. Barbies. They got dolls. They had this, yeah. this Go be a, stipulation. Learn how to be a mom right. at seven years old. So I honestly yeah. think a, a men need to also step back in that same aspect when you're doing that shit and realize women also need 
something like say you split your your bank. Let me say it this way real quick. So if if you're a man and you're trying to help out and you're the breadwinner, like you said, right, Tristan? I honestly think in in a home you should put aside some extra money that has nothing to do with the bills and everything yeah. else. I think every man should put aside if you're with a wife. If you, you should put aside, if you can, some yeah. extra money for her to get her hair done, her nails, just have a, we'll, a girl day. And that's and a date night. And I agree. Or a date night. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's just because just like we were brought up to do all the hard work, they were brought up to actually be a caregiver, like yeah. be a woman. Mm -hmm. And they were pushed in their head. They have to be skinny. They have to look like this. They have Barbie. to be they have to, pregnant right. in the kitchen with, and, and that's not so what how they many, should be. Right. And right. They, and they shouldn't. But yeah. how many women literally look beautiful without makeup, but they feel they have to wear it no, I understand. because it makes them feel comfortable. And that's, that's wrong. Sure. There are thousands of women out there that look beautiful without makeup, but because the way that they were brought up in their mind, they think they have to wear it just to what? be lash extensions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You name it. No, and I no, I, I, so I totally agree on this and, but everything's within reason also. Oh, everything financially you have to be there. Yeah. So don't, don't give up food so you can get your hair did. No, 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 no. no right? No, no. Don't, I mean, don't complain and ask for handouts yeah. because you're doing all these other things that you you're like. Get your hair well, done. I want to make sure I'm for special. five bucks. Like, I mean, yeah. if you really right. need a haircut, we know. we have to. We work within our means, and that's I think that's part of the issue with materialism. Also, is it? Sure. A lot of people just aren't doing that. One well, and, and well, you should put like, hey, I have the house, I have the car. Put all your bills first, but then at yeah. the end of the fucking day, when all your bills are paid and everything, split that shit up between the two of you, well, and then. Maybe take a little bit of the man could be like, hey, I'm going to take a, an extra hundred dollars or hundred and fifty out of my section and give it to her yeah. for to help with your makeup or whatever. Because, I mean, let's face it. No, that, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, right on. I think sure. I think that's I that's just my personal feeling. No, I, I, I think that's a beautiful spot you know to end. Mean? Absolutely. Yeah, Junior, you know you know that dude. Junior brought it into the landing. Yeah, I love yeah. it, man. Awesome. No, it's brilliant. You get a we ten like from it. the German judge, even. So episode 27, um, a, a man's, man's value. value. I, yeah. I think that we went over that a lot and hopefully, you know, we, we brought something to light that, you know, some people haven't seen before. So, well, that, and we didn't screw up the audio. Hey, <laughs> what do you know? Maybe someday we'll post that in the back and uh, let people listen laugh. to us be ridiculous for a little bit. So my bad. Anyway, um, this, this is the advocacy. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And I'm junior. Thanks and, for joining us. We'll be with you, uh, next episode. Yep. Mm -hmm.